Hello, hello, hello. Well, surprise. I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. <laughs> you never will. You will never escape me. You know why? Because I can never escape me. So you guys are in it for the ride too, the long haul. Um, also, I'm in my car. Yes, I'm using my signal like a responsible citizen. Nobody else in a car around me seems to know that they have this really cool device that they can actually show the people around them which way they're turning. Um, it's really cool. You know, I think, I personally, I encourage all my listeners to, to try it all the time. Um, it's actually the law. So uh, if you don't follow that, um, you know you're breaking the law and we all know that the law is <laughs> we're gonna get into morality what is this ap psychology um the law of morality um, children believe that there's right and wrong and then as you grow up your sense of justice becomes more more mature and uh, nuanced um you knew that i was gonna have to come back though for a taylor swift album release like come on here, but here's the thing though the verdict is not great <laughs> um, no I mean Midnight's is you know it is I do believe it is one of the albums of all time and <laughs> listen I don't think it's a bad album by any means I don't think Taylor has the ability to put out a bad album I'm not I'm trying to... No, I, I don't think she has the... She has an... You know what she does have the ability to do? To put out a bad single. Yes, I'm still not over me. The song, not myself. Please, I would use the correct grammar if I was going to say I'm not over myself. No, I'm not over me, exclamation point. The song featuring Brendan Urie, only one of the best male vocalists in the game right now. And yet, he was stuck with, you can't spell awesome without me never forget anyway okay midnights like i said you know it is a it is a good album it is good it has it def i mean it definitely has its highlights which i will talk about as i go track by track but overall as an album i kind of don't know to be completely honest i kind of don't know why taylor released this to be honest like again I, I question what team does she have around her because surely it's the same people that allowed her to release me as a single or uh, honestly me as a song at all anybody who entertained the idea behind that song deserves to be fired and yes I I, I include Taylor Swift and Brenda Euro Brent Brent uh, it's 7.30 a.m. Uh, that includes Taylor Swift and Brendan Urie. They should be fired. They should be canceled. And, you know, Taylor Swift does deserve to be canceled, but it's not for the reasons that everybody thinks. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know why she released this, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, I understand. Here, I know she's setting records, okay, in terms of 
numbers streaming. I know that she's like the first artist in history to get like the top 10 most streamed songs. But the thing is like with an artist like Taylor, like as popular and as, as global and worldwide and loved as Taylor, Again, she has proven that she can release 26 seconds of white noise and it can still get to the top. So I think it's fair to say <laughs> that if Taylor is at the top of the charts, it's not necessarily because she's releasing good music. And don't get me wrong, it's not that I don't think she deserves to be at the top, you know? I, I, I believe that, I believe that Question is a song. It is, again, one of the songs of all time. Um, and we'll get into that because, man, do I have a new, may, honestly, my dethrone me in, in my least favorite Taylor Swift song. But I, I understand also that Midnight's was a concept album. And, it, you know, it was like, I'm going to be releasing songs from, that I wrote at midnight throughout my career. And... I think knowing that honestly makes it easier to um, to digest, to, to stomach, because it, it Taylor is known for having like a cohesive album theme. It, it tells a story. I mean, we're coming from folklore, Evermore, Lover, even like all of her albums tell a story, and like you listen to a song and you can just tell, oh, it's from this album. That could also be just because I know, like, my Taylor Swift trivia, like, like the back of my hand. But, you know what I'm saying? So, to me, th this was just, like, it was all over the place. It's like, girly, what are you, what, what are you singing about? Like, one second we're talking about, have you ever kissed somebody in a crowded room? And then we're on, uh, draw the cat eyes sharp enough to kill a man. Like, I, I don't know. It didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. And it does make sense because I feel like this is a From the Vault album. Like, I don't think she wrote any new songs for this album. I think she took a bunch of her things that she's written through the years and put it together in an album. And which is all fine and good. I just think that it, based on the caliber of music that Taylor has been releasing for the past couple of years, didn't do it for me some of the songs seem very juvenile which again might be because she wrote them when she was younger and you know not as prolific as a as a songwriter but I don't know I don't know so let's get into it uh Lavender Hayes um Jack Antonoff has anybody ever told him like to take a break or like to chill I should probably check my facts. I, it, here's the thing. I don't know factually that Jack Antonoff produced this, but, like, I know. You listen to the song and you're like, yes. Be I think there's such a thing as too experimental. And don't get me wrong. I like the song Lavender Haze. Like, that is probably one of my top songs on the album. Like, it's catchy. It's cute. Um, but it's, like, the random sounds... Like, I teach first grade. I can only handle so many random sounds throughout the day. And I don't, you know, I don't want to hear the random, like, saxophone. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I, I really hope 
if she released an acoustic version of Lavender Haze, that would probably be my favorite song on the album. But with the Jack Antonoff shenanigans, and honestly, it's probably Taylor too, because this is her 10th album. She's at the point where she probably wants to experiment, right? But not all experiments succeed. In fact, most of them fail. I'm no scientist, but all the experiments I've done in my life, for the most part, have failed. I grew out my hair to see if that would uh, increase my chance of getting dates. I think we all knew where that took me. Absolutely nowhere. So I got a haircut. <laughs> because it failed. But that's the, that's the difference between me and Taylor. I know when to quit. <laughs> I know when my experiment has failed. And again, Taylor can do whatever she wants. She doesn't... She, my opinion doesn't matter, okay? I understand. She's more successful than I will ever be, okay? Swifties don't come for me, okay? Because I have a long history and I deserve to be able to criticize Taylor in this way. You know, it's, 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 I'm not much for tough love, but it's one of those things where it's like Taylor does something annoying and all the Swifties are like, oh my gosh, I hate her, but it's like, you don't actually hate her. Except honestly, at this point, Oh, oh, I feel like this is going to get me in trouble. Taylor, you are, what, 32 years old? And I, and I feel like she acts like she did when she was 16. And I understand that there's that whole, you know, fame freezes you at the time you be became famous. But honestly, Taylor, like, some of these things you need to get over. <laughs> and I know she addresses it in Labyrinth, where she's like, um... Uh, I don't know the exact lyrics because I don't listen to it enough because honestly, it kind of is boring as a song. Ooh! Um, but she says, uh, you know, I hate... Oh my gosh, my, my, my morning voice. How... Basically, she, she hates how everybody expects her to bounce back. Okay, but Taylor, you... Okay, Fearless came out in what, 2008? It's 2022. I think we can bounce back from the Kanye thing. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And I know that, like, he's he did things after that. I know that, you know, reputation existed. But again, reputation was 2017. In 2017, I was starting my college journey. And now I have a full-on career. And Taylor is still talking about, like, men who, men who cheat on their wives who've done her wrong, which <clears throat> Kanye West is good at wrong. <clears throat> sorry. Like I said, morning boys, I have something in my throat. Um, it's like, I get it. It's good material. And I also understand that she could have written this earlier and she's just now releasing it. But like, I, like sometimes I'm like, dang, why can't I let go of things that happened to me my senior year in high school? And then I think about Taylor and I'm like, you know what? I am doing better. I'm not, you know, I don't want to compare myself to anybody, but I am doing better at getting over things. So, Lavender Haze, a lot of noise. Uh, if I had to put it in a tier list, I'd probably put it... Le I, I don't think it deserves top tier. I think it's better than mid tier, though. So, I'll, I'll just say top tier, okay? Benefit of the doubt. Then we have Maroon. I don't understand the hype behind this song um uh, 
somebody i think somebody tweeted or, or, or like it was a reddit post or something and they said this album sounded unfinished like they kind of just went with the first take and called it good because uh, vocally taylor was not doing it for me in this song i don't i don't know i don't know it, th- you know, this song, it's not for me. It's not for me. There there are people that this song is for. This is not for me. Um, I'm going to put Maroon. Honestly, bottom tier. Sorry. And then we have Antihero. Taylor, stop with the remixes. Okay? We let remix to the, <laughs> remix to the ignition die when R. Kelly was put in jail. We don't need any more remixes, please. And I understand it's just it's a it's a it's a, it, 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 at the end of the day Taylor's Taylor's gonna capitalism. She is going to capitalize, and I understand from a marketing point of view and like earning money and such, it's a good idea to release remixes. But honestly, it makes me just want to never listen to the song again. Um, also, <laughs> I, I, I can't forget this. Okay, okay, another thing. I feel like this album really <laughs> put a spotlight on the fact that Taylor Swift is first and foremost a millennial above, above all else. Because it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Like, are you telling me somebody, are you telling me that, like, a pure Gen Z child would say that? No. Like, it's, the the song is for the millennials. The song is for the millennials. And, but listen, I do think Antihero is a good song. I think it's one of the best songs of the album. And it just sucks that all the remixes are making me rethink that. Okay, I have to go into work. I will probably continue, I don't know when, whenever I can. And then we'll get back to what is track four. Uh, See, I don't even remember. What is it? Something forgettable, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Oh, Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey. Or should I say featuring the background vocals of Lana Del Rey. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. It's me. Hi. (laughs) I'm the problem, it's me. (laughs) I'm back. Just to prove to you how millennial that freaking lyric sounds. I can't do it justice. I bet Ella could. Um, Snow on the beach. Weird, but kind of beautiful. I personally think the clean version of this song is better. You know, and it's... I think Taylor really wants to, like, what's the word, what's the word, what's the word, what's the word, drown us in the fact that she's an adult, and yes, she swears actually a lot, (laughs) but I honestly feel like nine times out of ten, like, she uses a swear word where it, like, Literally, the clean version she puts out makes more sense and sounds better. And I'm not coming at that from like a, you know, a, a moralistic standpoint. I don't care what kind of language she uses. I'm just saying, nine times out of ten, I feel, I, I, 
I'm not a big fan of when people say like, oh, swearing is a cop-out for better words you could use. But honestly, sometimes I do feel like that is the case with Taylor. Because it's like, girly, we know that you're, you're a craftswoman. You're a master of your craft, okay? You can come up with some better... I mean, she wrote Enchanted. She used the word wonderstruck in a song, okay? We don't, we don't need to fall back. We don't need to fall back on these mediocre words that, again, I think when used correctly, like, and I did something bad, that was the swear word used correctly, I think, in the context. Snow on the beach? What? And honestly, maybe she was just trying to do the whole, like, oh, let's do, like, these baby vocals. I think, you know, if she was inspired by Lana Del Rey, you know, I, I guess I guess swearing had to be part of it, you know, because that is part of Lana Del Rey's brand, maybe. Um, but... <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, before we continue, that laugh just... Um, <laughs> I was uh, at this Halloween party playing werewolf, and I laughed like that, and somebody was like, yo, who let Yoda into the room? And I've never been the same since. I was like, don't, don't you dare come for my expression of joy, okay? <laughs> I have a different laugh for every day of the week. I'm just, I'm just quirky that way. No, I really think it's just, it, I feel like everybody has different laughs for different contexts. Like, I'm not gonna laugh you know, with a coworker the same way I laugh at like 3am with my bestie, you know, that's just not, you know, because I would like to keep my job, <laughs> you know, and it would scare the kids, honestly, but <laughs> anyway, still on the beach, I saw this tweet, because <laughs> some of the lyrics are like, she referenced Janet Jackson at some point, and Janet gave her a shout out, and somebody was like, OMG, like, <laughs> they were like, I was gonna say, Janet, do a collab with Taylor, but, like, she probably wouldn't even be able to sing on it. Because why is Phoebe Bridgers the only woman that has featured on a Taylor Swift song that's had her own, like, solo, fe like, actual part? Wait. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm getting into a different lane. I'm driving, so I don't mean that metaphorically this time. I actually mean that I'm getting into a different lane. Um, I really wanted to hear, because that was such a... That, that, I feel like having Lana on that song made so much sense. But her voice was underutilized. And Taylor, if, if underutilizing women is a crime, Taylor is guilty. She... <laughs> <laughs> she's committed a felony several felonies because it's just so funny to me how taylor claims to be a feminist and yet does this and, and snow on the beach exists uh that one song with uh uh nobody no crime exists breathe featuring colby Calais exists um I, I know there's at least one other example oh the dixie chicks uh 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 uh, uh, uh soon you'll get better that song exists and, okay, it'd be one thing if it's... <laughs> I heard this one theory, and again, I... Mm, I need to stop coming for Taylor, because people are going to think I actually hate her, which honestly is kind of true at this point. Also, I'll be right back. 
Okay, I'm back, and I swear, if I don't freaking just finish the episode in this take, like, I'm not. <laughs> I have a 31-minute drive home. I'm doing this, okay? Um, okay, so we left off Snow at the Beach. Um, oh, and I have Poe in the car with me, and he he's, he, he does a lot better in the car now. Um, still doesn't love it. I mean, I wouldn't either if I were, you know, in a little mesh bag can see what was going on, but he's gotten a lot better since he's a cat kitten. If he were a kitten, he'd be he'd be meowing all the way home. So this is an improvement for him. We love improvement. At least somebody in my life is doing it. It's not me, but <laughs> once I once I <laughs> once I figure out how to how to control my IBS symptoms, it's over. <laughs> yes, I've had a flare up again. Okay, it hasn't happened for years, but now whatever. My doctor's helping me out, though. Can't be cured, but it can be controlled. <laughs> Just like my attitude. Just millennial things. That See, that, so- see, that sounds like a-, a Taylor Swift lyric. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's giving 2012, I love bacon approach. Okay, so number f- track five, I believe we're on, is you're on your own, kid. Now, we know that Taylor's Taylor's track five is usually the most emotionally vulnerable raw song of the album. In uh, her debut album, it was Cold As You, Fearless, it was White Horse, Speak Now, I believe it was Dear John. I'm sorry, Poe, I know you don't love this, but just chill, just chill. Just, have you ever thought about not worrying? Just like list three things you're grateful for. I'm so tired of your complaining, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to be a good parent. I'm sorry, Bubba. I know. You'll get a nice big treat when we're home. And he'll get to see his buddy slash lover, Bo. <laughs> you hear that? He sounds like a friggin'. I'm sorry, Poe. I know. I know. Poe likes checking out new places, though. I was just at my grandparents' place, so. Okay, you're on your own. Ki- okay, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, out, uh, Red, track five was all too well, as we know, all too well. Listen. I hate to be the one to say this. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say that All Too Well is a bad song because it's not. Do I think, how do I say this? How do I say this? All Too Well is a great song. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to pull the whole, I don't know why everybody loves it thing because I, I do think it's one of Taylor's best songs. That being said, if have you watched her performance was it on SNL or I don't know I don't one of those or like Jimmy Fallon I don't know one of those one of those one of those shows um she performed the 10 minute version and I was like oh so even because <laughs> okay I think that Taylor's vocals during the red era were at their worst and it seemed that she was inspired by that because her vocals were not serving what they needed to serve like they did not protect and serve, okay? Anyway, uh, never mind about All Too Well, it doesn't matter. Track 5 on 1989 was All You Had To Do Was Stay, which, relatively speaking, like, 1989 was a pretty upbeat album. Didn't really have any downers, which I think is great, you know? Because she doesn't have, at that point in her life, she didn't have, like, you know, she didn't feel like she needed to write a sad song or whatever. Um, and then Reputation, track 5 was Delicate. Eh. I'm sorry if you can hear Poe meowing. I know, Bubby. I'm sorry. I'm doing this for a good reason. Oh my god, there's a deer. 
There's two deer! I'm gonna put on my emergency lights so somebody doesn't try to... Oh my gosh! Oh, They're just crossing the street. Wow, I'm glad that I was not, like, driving really fast or that... Okay. Oh, look at them! Their little white butts. I want what they have. It's just like a male and female deer together. <laughs> Me and who when? <laughs> Me and who on Christmas? Um, uh, and then Lover Track 5 was The Archer. Mm, again. I feel like once Taylor became aware of the Track 5 phenomenon, her Track 5 choices got worse. Um... And then Evermore, or Folklore, it was My Tears Ricochet. This, no, she bounced back on this one. She bounced back on this one. Evermore, it was Tolerated, which, like, I, I loved at first, like, when the album first came out. It's still a good song. Not my go-to to listen to. And then we have Midnight's track five, You're On Your Own, Kid. I personally feel like Labyrinth should have been track five. Let me know if you feel the same, because I feel like definitely you're on your own kid has those those emotionally poignant moments um where she's getting more vulnerable but i think labyrinth is more the kind of like in your feelings like I, I don't know it just it just fits it fits the track five vibe better but who am i to say that because i'm not taylor you know this song is it exists i i i think this song is mid if I'm, like, not feeling good about myself or I'm in a bad mood, maybe I move to top tier, you know? Um, and then track six, oh gosh, I'm gonna get it out of- wait! No, track okay, it's either track six is Bejeweled and seven is Question or vice versa, but I'm just gonna say track six is Bejeweled because I think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> beautiful gowns. Gorgeous gowns. Um, I, no, this song's cute. This song's cute. Um, the music video definitely did some things. Again, I think the, the way that she decided to display her humor in this music video, again, once again, why do I keep saying again, again, once again, shines light into just exactly how old Taylor is. Because some of the jokes, I'm like, Taylor, what are you whatever it's cute though like the cinderella theme people are like oh my gosh she's a master storyteller i'm like i agree but i don't think this music video is a good example of that like i i honestly don't really think it made sense because they're like oh it's cinderella but we're having a talent show to see who gets the castle i don't know i'm sure i'm sure there's some deeper meaning in there that i'm not getting because after all, Taylor Swift is a mastermind and she plans everything 10 years ahead. So I'm sure that every single thing in the music video has a purpose, I think. I just don't know what it is and it's not my favorite. But Bejeweled is cute. I'm sorry, Paul. I know. I'm sorry if you can hear her meowing. It's so sad. It's worse. Like, hearing Poe cry is worse than hearing a baby cry. Because if Poe cries, you know he's at, he's at the end of his rope, you know? Sorry, Bubba. I know, I know. I'm worried about taking him on the plane to go home for Christmas. I did it last year, or no, I did it during the summer. He didn't love it. He he was fine in the airport, like going through um, security, waiting in the airport, because like his backpack can expand, so it's a little kind of like 
playpen's not the right word, but it, you know, it's a little house for him to sit in. He can move around a little bit. But while, I'm sorry, Bubby, I know, I know. But while we were on the plane itself, he didn't do great. Um, he was crying the whole time. I did, uh, you know, I saw my vet and I said, hey, I think that he's gonna be an anxious boy because he does take after his mother and he does meow a lot when he is moving in the car. And so my vet did give me some medicine that kind of sedated him. I'm sure it made it better, but it didn't seem like it at the time. But I'm gonna try doing that again. Just, I, I, you know, I think the best case scenario would be if he just sleeps through the whole flight. I think he'd only be able to do that if he was sedated, like, with this medicine that I have. So I'm gonna try it. Um, anyway, bejeweled, gorgeous gowns, beautiful, gorgeous gowns. Uh, it's cute. Now, <laughs> we have question dot 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 question mark. I... Oh, I'm sorry, Poe. Yeah, Poe doesn't like the song either. <laughs> he he has a lot to say about this album. This song doesn't make sense to me. And again, maybe this song isn't for me. I feel like this is definitely, you know, if we're thinking about how the songs that she put on this album are kind of from the vault, like songs that she's written in the past. I would think that this is from earlier in her career, not like debut or fearless era, but maybe around speak now through like 1989. Like it sounds like it could be a red song. That being said, I don't understand it. It's just, I, I would look up the lyrics when I'm driving right now. I don't remember the lyrics because it's an automatic, like, it's an automatic skip for me. It's an automatic skip for me. And I realize, like, the people are like, oh my gosh, it's so cool because she sampled Out of the Woods. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't know. When she goes like, ah, ah. Fun fact, if you went to the 1989 tour, you would know this. But when she performed Out of the Woods, she did a little crowd moment where she was like, all right, everybody, I'm going to teach you a little melody and I want you to sing it you know, while we, while we end this song, and she goes, ah, 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 ah. and that little snippet from the song, Out of the Woods, is in question. I think that's the only redeemable quality of the song, and I didn't learn that from TikTok, okay, when I first listened, I was like, oh my gosh, it's the Out of the Woods concert experience, and I mean, it's in the original song as well, but like, Anyway, I thought that was a cool little tidbit. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever kissed someone in a crowded room? And ev I'm just, I'm, I'm going off the, I, these are not the right lyrics, but it's the idea. And everyone in the room was laughing at you, but 15 seconds later they were cheering, clapping too. I just, ta Taylor, you know what, Taylor, just because your life is a rom-com does not mean that anybody else can relate because I, I have no idea what she's talking about. Everybody's like, oh, it's about Harry Styles New Year's Eve. I'm like, really? Is it though? Is it though? One of the, honestly, one of the weirdest celebrity couples to me, Taylor and Harry, they, they are in two different realms of existing. And the fact that they were like dating for a couple months, I, I don't know what happened. Like what, 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 I, I, I would, I would, 
what I would give to be a fly on the wall during one of their conversations because I can't imagine what they would have to say to each other. <laughs> anyway, moving on, uh, track eight, Vigilante. Now, this was where the album started to turn around for me and I knew it. As soon as I heard the track name, I said, this song is for me. This is, I'm claiming the song and I was absolutely right. It's definitely a reputation type song. It's, it's, she's taking no prisoners. She's really calling everybody out. And I think it's kind of funny that, I'm sorry, Poe. I don't know how much you're able to hear his meowing. Oh, baby, no. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I need to, I need to stop this for a second. I'm gonna pull over and let Poe have some, some air. Okay, Poe has been dealt with. <laughs> that sounds so dark. Trust, he, trust you will be dealt with. Okay, yeah, Vigilante is everything. And listen, as much as I love to, like, make fun of her for being, like, petty, kind of petty like this, also, I do love her in her villain era. I don't know. Oh my gosh, Poe. Okay, I might be letting him, uh around in the car. I know that's not safe. If you are any sort of law enforcement worker, I'm I'm just telling a lie for the podcast to be funny. Poe is not actually loose in the car walking around because that would be very irresponsible of me to do such a thing. But if I were to do such a thing, I think that people could also understand it's an act of love because I know that Poe hates car rides when he's trapped in a bag. Not that I'm saying that I'm doing it, because that would be very dangerous and irresponsible of me, of course. Um, so then we have... Is Labyrinth next? Vigilante. Is Labyrinth next? I think it is. I, honestly, I might have the order of the songs a little wrong, but I, I know that I'm getting to all of them. Oh, sorry about that. That was what I would say if Poe was was loose in the car and he was and he had fallen into a tight spot. Is what I would say if he were in the car, but he's not, so. Not me though, y'all be easy. Let me get into the left lane, sir. Honestly, driving in Utah is kind of the worst. Poe, you Theoretically, Poe, if you were on the floor by my feet right now, that's probably not a good spot for you to be in because I am accelerating and braking and you could get caught in the crossfire of that. Theoretically, if he was not in his bag and walking around in the car. Like, he shouldn't be because that's not safe, as we know. Um, wow, this is, this is stress. Okay. Um, he... <laughs> Labyrinth. I, listen, I, like I said, I think Labyrinth should have been track five. It's a good, it's a, it's a good song. I, I think it's a little slow and, and I know that's probably intentional because she probably wants to make you feel like you're running through a maze and you don't know when it's going to end. It, 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 it's, it gives Archer. Like Archer is its, is its cousin, I would, I would say. 
just kind of with like the slow rhythmic um, you know melodies of it okay um, after labyrinth oh karma again for somebody who claims to be done with Taylor's BS I love this song <laughs> It's probably my favorite song on the album. Uh, maybe I am messier. Maybe that's why I, 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 I'm, I'm getting fed up with Taylor's because I'm just fed up with myself. Because if I were famous, maybe I'd be doing the same exact thing she's doing. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Um, yeah. Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Karma is the breeze in on my hair in my hair on the weekend. Karma's a relaxing thought. Are you envious that from you it's not? I could not tell what she was saying for the longest time at that part. Sweet like honey, karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. Like, ah! Poe! Like, somebody posted, they were like, how many, how many people, how many Swifties are going to name their cats karma after this? Not me though. But that is, I, I feel like that's actually like genuinely such a good, like, uh, metaphor for karma because the thing is not everybody loves cats but the thing but, but if you don't like cats that's because you don't respect boundaries okay because dogs they're you know they're playful they're loving they're loyal they're very forgiving whereas cats you know if you try to pick them up when they don't want to be picked up they will bite you like you know they have boundaries and they and they Cats don't like anything else that does not respect their boundaries, including people, especially people, probably. And it's the same thing with karma. It's like, if you are living your life in good graces, you're trying to, you're doing the best you can, even if somebody wrongs you, it's going to work out. You know, karma is still going to like you because you're trying to, you're trying just like you, you try to, I try to respect Poe's boundaries. And that's why he loves me. It's like, if you try too hard though, then they end up hating you. But for some people who just go around and live their life and don't think about like what their actions are doing to affect others or they are thinking about that and they don't care or worse, they want to hurt other people, it's not going to like you. It's going to bite back. It's going to scratch. It's going to hiss. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bite. And that's why cats are superior. <laughs> that's why they're superior. Uh, okay, and then... I feel like I'm forgetting at least one song. But the next song that I I think is Sweet Nothing, honestly, besides Karma, might be my favorite song on the album. That's why I say the 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 last half of this album has has some winners. Like the first half I was listening and I and I almost turned it off. I'm like, I can't, I don't even want to finish this. Like after question, what was I supposed to do? And then I heard draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. And I said, I am tuned in. I am listening. I never doubted. I have always been a Swifty, always will be. This is the best album. You know, in the moment. Sweet Nothing is such a cute song. And it's something about the second to last songs on the albums of Taylor's albums that really do it for me. Like, uh, Lover, uh, It's Nice to Have a Friend. The hidden gem of the album, in my opinion. Um, 
piece on Folklore, my favorite song on the album. Now, let's not talk about Evermore. Okay, I do, I really do like uh, Closure. I would like it a lot better if there wasn't that, like, you know, you know the noise. You know, I don't know what's, oh, freak, I'm supposed to get off here. Oh, well. You know the noise I'm talking about. I'm sure there was a reason for it. It was very experimental. I, at the end of the day, though, I like the song. I like the lyrics, okay? Um, maybe before that, though, it's not that that rule doesn't follow. But for the per per past couple of albums, the second to last song, I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, maybe I feel like I'm just a person that I like it because it's not the closer. So it doesn't feel like it has the pressure to be this amazing closer, like, closure to the album. But it's, like, it's nearing the end, and it just kind of, like, is starting to wrap up the story in a little bow. I think Sweet Nothing is so cute. I don't care. I heard this theory that it's about her mom, and honestly, I would really like for that to be true, but we all know it's about her mayo, mayonnaise-looking boyfriend, Joe, with these love. And the last song, Masterminds. I understand why she needed to make and put out this song. I mean, it makes too much sense. She is a mastermind. Um, and Poe, theoretically, if you were in the car right now, um, you should not be climbing on my arm. But good thing that you are safely in your carrier, as the law would dictate. Um... <laughs> I, I think it's it's a really good closer for the album. I think it's a solid closer. One of the better songs on the album. I I feel like it's it's a little bit maybe this is why I don't like it because it makes too much sense because a lot of her music is like, oh, we just happen to meet each other and like destiny and fate and you know if you're meant to be with somebody, you'll end up with them. And then we get hit with this song, and it's like, no, I actually planned every single thing that has led me up to this moment. And I don't want to have to think about the fact that I probably am going to have to do that, too. <laughs> you know, she's like, you know, all the wisest women had to do it this way. I'm like, well, maybe I'm not wise. Maybe I don't want to be wise. Um, you know, and that's an uncomfortable truth, I think, that she addresses in the song but what I do like about it is that it's not like it's this big secret that she's kept from her lover it's just kept, like he knew the whole time he knew the whole time you know and that's why that's why he loves her you know again it's one of those songs I can't really relate to because it's never happened to me <laughs> um but I, 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 I completely understand the, like, needing to plan every single thing out to, like, make the dominoes fall to have end, the end game, the end goal happen. I totally get that. And especially when I was, like, in middle or high school, I really, like, thought out every single thing that I did. If I wanted something, I thought out every single thing I did. And I, I evaluated whether it would bring me closer to my goal or not. I don't know if that makes sense. Because I, I know she's talking about it in, like, a romantic way. I mean, even just, like, other ways as well. Like, 
you know, you can, you can be spontaneous, you can live, you can live, laugh, love, um, but at the end of the day, the smartest people do plan out, um, the things that are going to happen to them to some extent. And I think I do a pretty good job at that. Like I have a, a tentative, like generic plan for my, my distant future, but I'm not locked in, you know, I, I am definitely open and flexible and willing to see, Paul, why are you meowing now? We're almost home, Bubba. Um, seven minutes away. Wow, that was a fast 30 minutes. Um, Wendy Williams has entered the chat. Yeah, I think, sorry, I, I think I went off on a tangent. It's a good song. Um, now, I don't feel like I have listened to the 3AM version, which, honestly, Taylor had the perfect opportunity to address to address the fact that she sings about 2AM so many times, and she said, no, I'm not going to choose 2AM. That would be too convenient and would make too much sense. I'm going to make it 3AM. I don't know, that pissed me off, honestly. Like... <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the lingering question kept me up, 2 a.m., who do you love? And then, like, the, um, I do recall now the smell of the rain. Wait, no. She, th she thinks about something happening at 1.58 in the morning. And then, like, it's 2 a.m., feeling like I just lost a friend on the song Breathe featuring Colby Calais' background vocals. I think, honestly, I think it's such a disservice to say that it's featuring Colby Calais because that's so disrespectful. <laughs> like, you could listen to the song and never know that, that there was another, like, another person on the track. I mean, besides the harmonies, but, like, for all we know, it could have been Taylor's voice doing the harmony. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. Anyway, it should be called 2AM version or 2AM songs, whatever. I haven't listened to them enough to know how I feel. I do think that it's better than the album, though. <laughs> like, I, there are more songs... Well, okay. What's the first? Is it The Great War that's first? I love that song. I like I like the build-up. I don't know. It's, there's just something about it. It just it sounds good to me. I like it. And then, um, uh, uh, Bigger Than the Whole Sky, Greater Than the Whole Sky something like that. I've only listened to that one, like, two or three times, so I can't really speak on it, but, like, it's good. It's good. It, it's, it, it kind of gives me Soon You'll Get Better from Lover vibes. It just kind of has that kind of somber tone and, like, a theme of loss, you know? And then we have Would've, Could've, Should've. Anything that I have to say to John Mayer has already been said. He's living on borrowed time. He's he's not even living on borrowed time. He's like he he's living he he isn't even living anymore. He's he is dying. He is just John Mayer is just waiting to die at this point. Which honestly, as he should. I'm sorry. I don't know I don't know him personally. I'm I was going to say I'm sure he's a good person, but I'm sure he's actually not a good per person because Taylor's not the only one to speak about him this way. Like, let's be real. Um, Glitch, I actually really vibe with this song. <laughs> like, and this is, okay, 
see, this is this is what what it's not confusing because I I see both sides of it. But we have a song like Mastermind where she's like, I planned everything like so far in advance and like everything's going going to according to my plan. And then there's, whoa, I didn't even plan up on ending up together, but here we are. Like it, it must have been a glitch. Like I I don't know. I think it's cute. I like it. I vibe to it. And then there's Dear Reader, but I feel like there's one more that I'm forgetting. Mm. Am I? No, because I think there were six. So there's Great War, Bigger Than the Whole Sky, Would've, Could've, Should've, uh, Glitch, Dear Reader. What, what's the other one? Or maybe there were really were only worth five. I'm going to look it up real quick. Because... Uh, oh, oh, whoa, there's seven. We have Paris and High Infidelity. Paris is cute. Paris is cute. I feel like Paris would have been perfect on the 1989 Deluxe Edition. It would have fit right in. Like, it's cute. And then High Infidelity, again, I don't really remember how the song goes because I haven't listened to it enough. Which probably means it's a, a skit for me. Ah. And then we have Dear Reader. Which, I, li- I like it. I think Dear Reader is a good closer for the 3AM edition. Um, I think overall, and, and, I, and, I, and I read this somewhere, a lot of people were upset that Aaron Dessner, who wrote, or who produced and like co-wrote a lot of Folklore and Evermore with Taylor, he was not credited in the Midnight's album. Like, he wasn't a big part of it. But the 3 a.m. songs, he played more of a role in, and I think that really shows. So, like, the 3 a.m. edition is is a win. A win for the folklore girlies. A win is a win. And, you know, it might be on Midnight's, but a win is a win. Um, so, overall, Midnight's is, is an interesting ride. An interesting ride. Um, not very, not a very cohesive album but it's not like it has to be you know I mean it's Taylor's choice like she said it's a conceptual album I do I do really like the idea of these are all songs that I wrote and feelings that I had at midnight because I think that's as a as a fellow night owl and overthinker like I really resonate with that and honestly I take medication now that makes me really tired so I fall asleep a lot earlier but like in middle school and high school like I would just sit wide awake wondering things and like back when I was a songwriter that's sometimes what I would write songs to although they were not nearly as meaningful or successful or you know in any sense of the word they were just the ramblings of a of a tween a tween a preteen anyway um I thought I was gonna do this episode about midnights and renaissance but i honestly feel like renaissance deserves its whole episode because i feel like i've gone on long enough about midnights um i know some of my friends are gonna be mad at me because they really liked midnights okay annika i'm sorry katie i'm sorry um and here's the thing it would be really cool to go to the eras tour but at this point and 
it's hard because I know that she hasn't toured for Lover, Folklore, Evermore, or Midnight's at this point. So, like, it's not just a Midnight's tour. And that's not what it's being billed as. But I just, I'm like, I don't like Midnight's enough to justify buying thousands of dollars worth of, or a thousand dollar ticket from a scalper, you know? I hate this freaking intersection. Um... And I would rather save up for Renaissance because I, I, I hope a tour is coming. I mean, she, Beyonce said visuals were coming and that was like literally, when did the album come out? I remember it was home for the summer. It came out, I think, I want to say August. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was either right before or during Virgo season. I'm pretty sure. So I'll, I'll, I'll the, the episode after this or like one of the next ones. Um, I'll talk about my, my thoughts on Beyonce's Renaissance album. Um, a lot more, um, positive feelings towards this album, in fact. And again, I apologize to the Midnight stands. You know, you enjoy, you enjoy yourself. It's just, this just wasn't for me. Ooh, somebody behind me has a Christmas tree on their car. Cute. This album just wasn't for me. And that's okay, because Folklore and Evermore were for me. And honestly, Lover was too. So... I don't think it's a bad album by any means. It's just, it's not my favorite. And that's okay. I think in my album tier list, let's see, where would I rate it? Do I think it's better than Red? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's too early for me to be thinking about comparing it to other albums. I'm just, I, I need to still let it simmer and like, because honestly, I could see myself giving myself a month and coming back and being like you know what no Midnight's is actually a really good album and I was wrong I really hope that happens because I would I would too like to really get into it but based on the general consensus I see is people feel kind of the same way as me and that might just be confirmation bias because I'm looking for Swifties that don't really care for the album but I know that there's plenty that do and you know what? You have fun. You go live your life. I wish I was you. I'm not, though. I'll be over here listening to my... Okay. I was about to say sad girl music. Folklore, to me, is more like sad girl music than Midnight's was. And she made Midnight sound like it was going to be like this, you know, this emotional journey. Because if I'm up at midnight alone, sitting with my thoughts, I'm not happy. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of happy songs, and I think that's great. That's great for her. Good for her. Anyway, thanks for listening to Lonely Fans. I really am not planning on this being like the one time I post an episode until you see me in a couple of months. I, I want to like, let's get it back. Let's get it rolling. Okay. I am, you know, solidifying my career as a teacher. I have more time. Like I'm not spending nearly as many hours like planning lessons and doing assignments because I don't have school assignments anymore because I'm graduated, um, <clears throat> in case you didn't know. So my plan is one episode a week, like usual, like it used to be usual instead of one episode every few months. So if you're interested, if you're listening, stay tuned. Lonely Fans is back. This is the comeback of the century, of the decade, maybe. Let's not say century. It's too early to say that. Um, maybe not even, of the year. Okay, this is the comeback of the year. <laughs> uh, anyway, and I also don't want to end with this freaking stupid tagline that I had, the whatever. Anyway, 
see you next week.